podcast. Welcome to episode 12. I'm Rose. And I'm Luke. And this week's episode is brought to you by Callum and Rachel all the way from Australia. They haven't sponsored it, <laughs> but uh, they are on it. They are our friends. They are a couple out here. And yeah, they've moved all the way from Australia to teach here for one year. Yeah, so um, Rachel's a primary school teacher back in Australia, so we had a really interesting conversation with her about uh, about that, the comparisons between teaching there and here and her, her career as a teacher and how being an assistant fits into that. Yeah, which is obviously a completely different experience yeah. to her life back at home, which you will hear about. Yes, and we spoke about travelling in Europe as well. As Australians, they've really made the most of that. Yeah, those Australians with their money. <laughs> All right, so without further ado, on with the interview. Hello. Hi. Callum and Rachel. Hi. Good to be here. Thank you for joining us today. Uh, So can you start by introducing yourselves a little bit? Okay. Just in general, where are you from, what do you do? Callum and Rachel, we're from Australia. We moved here in, well, I moved here in August last year, and Rachel followed soon after in September. September? Oh, we September. arrived in Europe yeah. in September, so... Madrid in October. Why, why did you come out at different times? What was... Well, I was working as a teacher in Australia, and I had to finish the term off. So, and Cal wanted to come and spend like a full year, and I only took three terms off of my job. So, kind of as a mini compromise, Cal came over to... <laughs> it, it was a terrible compromise for Cal. He came over and um, travelled with his sister, and then got the lucky job of finding us a place to live. Oh, wow. And then I arrived in Madrid with our <laughs> lovely apartment. <laughs> anyway, and so that was... I, I was working hard at home, making yeah, money, I'm doing sure. the stuff. Um, but that was where the timing difference was, and we got yeah. home together. Oh, also yeah. just because of me, because I have to go back to said job. Right. Yeah. Did, so, yeah, how did you get a year off this job? I... I mean, I'm, I'm a teacher at home, so I recently got permanency and I told my principal, we we pretty much just, we'd always thought about it and then I, we decided when we were travelling in Japan, let's go live in another country and we chose Spain. So I told my boss, I said, oh, my partner and I want to move to Spain and we're thinking the end of the year. So then I just basically got, I mean, it's leave without pay. So, so I don't, to, I've gone to away. To clarify, permanency is you, oh, do, right. you get your job. You essentially it's have mine. Your, yeah, you can't. Forever and ever. You can't get yeah. fired. Wow. Essentially, the, like not an, easily. It's an American tenure. Tenure. Oh right, that's what that sounds way American more fancy. I'm going to tell people that now. You don't have that. You don't have that. You don't have like a permanent in, position. In, in Australia, it's like every teacher just gets year contracts. So like, mm. come December, you have no idea whether you have a yeah. job the next yeah. year. Yeah. So it's just like you're constantly on. But then, how long is it before you get? permanency it depends some people get permanency like their first year out they're like i'm a new graduate yeah it really depends it took me five years and that's like quite long and how wait how is it done how is it decided depending on the type of school so my school's a um independent public school which means that the um kind of the admin team and the and the board of the school gets um more independence in their decisions in the school so they can decide to um, employ who they want Whereas if you're not independent and it's a full long like full process to get independent, then the, then the government can be like, oh well, this teacher, you know, kind of isn't wanted at her job anymore, so she had just here you go have her. Well, not necessarily isn't wanted, but they they have to be moved they around. Move around. So here you go have this person, and and you might really like a different teacher that's in that position, but you don't get a say. Mm. So being permanent's really 
a huge, huge advantage. So is that just the school decides, oh, we like you Mm -hmm. and and we're offering it? It also depends. It, the reason why it took so long was because a lot of people were holding on to their permanency. Like a lot of the oldies, they were like working one day, but they wanted to keep in case they wanted to go up. They just had like their five days of permanency, and like a lot of people were waiting to retire. But also, our school grew a lot. So if you've got say I don't know three hundred students, so that's like maybe ten classes or something. You can only really give out. You would only really want to give out like eight permanent positions because the numbers might drop still. Yeah, sure. So then as the school grows, you know you can't guarantee someone permanency and have to you know then they have to be go through a redeployment process so they have to be really careful about when they offer it but our school's been growing really steadily so they ended up handing out about five positions it was huge wow nice. and yeah. you only get permanency within that school yeah that's true that's so, changed actually recently but yeah that's i'm, I'm assigned to that school it's a great okay. school so i did well yeah, why would, yeah, why really happy and they school. let me travel for yeah. three terms i mean three i could have gone for a year but i i really like the school i'm very the people that I work she's with are really nice. so involved. She oh. yeah. like, does almost all of the IT. For the oh, wow. Yeah. So. It was actually really hard leaving. Yeah. I can mm-hmm. But I think a lot of people would find that, that, that it's really hard to leave their current job. Mm-hmm. You know? Because oh, you feel like you have so a responsibility. Tough. Cal and I were like opposite. So I was really involved in my job and I really loved it. And then Cal was like, not at all. <laughs> I was I was involved. You're I just very didn't loyal. enjoy it. So like, yeah. I what was, were you doing? I was essentially like, like a wealth management consultant. So it's very complicated, but I worked with Aboriginal kind of language groups who receive uh, funding from mining companies that mine on their land. Wow. Okay. Mm. And we act as the uh, trustee. So we hold all the funds that they receive and then distribute it as they see fit. Quite a complicated... Whoa. Uh, that, yeah, is that also a controversial if, Yeah, because they don't see it see too kindly as like corporations essentially holding onto their funds. Mm. So we kind of acted as like the interme- in, intermediary. They still made all the, all the decisions. So, but... Either way, like, like we, yeah, still, it was an interesting position to be mm. in. But so, yeah, we acted, uh, we like distributed the funds, we held all the money. Um, but then I also did other things, like, so I was inve- involved in kind of uh, like portfolio reports for like uh, organizations and then also kind of really high net wealth individuals, that type of thing. So, yeah, wealth management essentially. But I s- started to really not enjoy my job. Like coming into like the last year, I suppose, just because mm. the politics, the work itself was like great, but I didn't like the environment that I was in. So we went off to Japan. Japan. Mm. This is after like, oh, we should like move to a different country at some point. That'd be really great. And then come to Japan. This was six months before we left, and we were sitting at dinner with this other couple that um, I you don't remember. This, this is Ella and um, <laughs> no. Uh, we were sitting on the beach and uh, yep. Marissa. Anyway, and they were just like, <laughs> oh, oh, yeah, that's right. So, okay. like, uh, we were talking to them, oh, yeah, we'd really like to move to, like, uh, Spain <laughs> at some point. And they were just like, oh, like, what, what's stopping you? I was just like, just like clicked. I was like, I have no idea. <laughs> what is stopping me? <laughs> oh, I never knew we had a light, light bulb. For moment. me, it was, it was oh, just like, there you go. Yeah. yeah, it was just like, I don't like my job. What am I doing? Because you liked your job. So you didn't feel like you had a light bulb moment. Mm, but I always knew, even ever since I knew, I've known Cal, 
I knew he was going to want to live somewhere else. Right. So I had that in the back of my mind. So I always knew that I'd have to leave my really nice job. And <laughs> but the, the point of the story is that I think that people will find it really difficult. And I, I hate how people say, oh, you know, I wish I could do that. It's like, actually, you'd be surprised. Well, it's Ray's, easier like, Ray has a permanent, well, permanent job there. She has a job that she likes. She has an apartment that she owns back yeah. there. So there's a lot like holding her there. And she yeah. still yeah. managed yeah. to still find... To yeah, find uh-huh. the like okay. resources and time to well, ask like, me again in six months when but I'm I guess, home. I guess, <laughs> yeah. I, guess it, I guess it really does help knowing that you have the apartment to go mm. back to, knowing that you have the job to go back to. Oh yeah. Like for people who just pick up mm-hmm. and move without any security. That's actually it true. Probably is more, yeah, I do more feel difficult. very fortunate. My friends often say, oh, you know, I'm going home, I have to find a job. Well, Cal, Cal I have, have to go home. Job. <laughs> yeah. Find a job, yeah. yeah. <laughs> interesting. Are you going to go back into the same uh, In the same sphere? field, kind of area, like finance or like uh, wealth management consulting or like just financial, as a financial advisor, would probably end up being. So you haven't discovered your calling as a teacher? <laughs> <laughs> no, no like, I've really enjoyed my time here and I think I've learned a lot from being a teacher, even coming from like a completely separate like mm. background. I think your like your ability to improvise almost on the spot yeah. in a classroom, your ability to just like try and get people's attention, people, yeah, yeah, to try and motivate people. I think like just as get them to listen. Just, <laughs> 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 it's so hard. No, I think it's, I think like I've learned a lot of valuable lessons here, even in just like. I think the biggest one might even be just like public speaking, mm-hmm. in a sense, which is like before I was just. If I had to like do any presentation, I was just like, uh, and uh, if if can if you look at the, the, the books, and, <laughs> sounds like and, a lot of financial money. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Interpersonal yeah. skills, any of those? Oh, I, I suppose like trying to be on a tough enough. people. Yeah, you know. Yeah, I suppose. Well, I don't well, know. People who don't care. Yeah, people that <laughs> <laughs> don't listen to you. You have to be assertive in a nice way. Yeah, that sounds transferable. Yeah, yeah. definitely. Mm. It's, Kids are always like that, and then probably some adults are like that as well. I think our position's kind of unique too, because we're very like not quite a teacher, so yes. you have to try and get Assert them to listen. dominance what? without really having having much. Fun. What's your experience with that, Rachel? Because obviously you're a teacher, but yeah. how have you found sitting on the sidelines more than being the forefront? To be fair, I actually really enjoy sitting <laughs> on the sidelines. I was worried because I, you know, you know, I love my job and. I love to teach, and I and I do tend to take the lead a little bit at home. You know, I, you know, I, I like to run PLs at school and and that What's kind of thing. Professional learning, like okay. you know, I, I I like to teach the other staff things and whatever. So I was like, oh god, am I going to be able to take a back seat? Like, am I just going to be overstepping all the time? But it's actually really refreshing <laughs> taking a back seat and being like, well, these kids are being little shits, and it's not my problem. <laughs> you know, like that's yeah. really nice. And it's interesting, like, our housemate also does the same program and he was really frustrated that the kids just don't seem to listen to him. Like, he'll try and, you know, assert dominance, as you say, and they don't give a, you know, they don't care because you're not the teacher. And I said to him, like, the same thing happens with me and I'm a teacher. Like, it doesn't matter. <laughs> I've got the teacher voice, I've got the teacher tactics, I've got as, everything. They do not care. Yeah, it's because you haven't been established. You, oh, sorry. Yeah. As soon as you get yeah. given that label of yeah. assistant... The kids, no. And yeah. like, no, no, no. I once, uh, a girl who I teach private lessons to, she was, uh, I was teaching her in like a small group setting in the school and I never teach her at school. Um, but she was trying to show off to her friends that she knew who I was and that, you know, that 
we were like friends mm-hmm. and I came to her house and stuff mm-hmm. and I overheard her saying uh, you know one of the one of her friends said teacher teacher and I overheard her saying to her friend no no she's not a teacher she's just here on work experience what? <laughs> oh my god <gasps> no no you just undermined me yeah <laughs> well that's basically how they see it though yeah like, but you're just you're just mm. you're just having fun like yeah let's see how much you can take almost yeah. that kind of thing and like if I arrive before the teacher, they're just like, "Oh, they where's don't. the teacher? Yeah. <laughs> they're coming, but you need to sit down. No, they don't even sit down. I guess a lot of them have had assistants before who have been Erasmus students or mm. like particularly young and therefore mm. more easily swayed. I, I know for a fact that if it were my own class, things would be very different. Absolutely. Like mm. you would just have to set that, that standard. And I think that that is the biggest thing. The teachers don't set a, you know, some teachers do. And when they come into the classroom, they do not say a thing because that teacher has set that expectation for that class. But other teachers, that's what I'm saying. Like some teachers, like, so the kids can behave. It's not that they can't behave, it's that the teacher hasn't set that standard. It also depends on what type of teacher you want to be as well. I know. Do you want to have a silent classroom where they don't talk and they Mm. don't kind of enjoy it? Or do you want to have a mixture where... You know, there's discipline, there's respect, but yeah. also oh. you're having fun. Right? I think respect is the biggest thing. Respect. And that's where yeah. and that's the thing I see the most mm-hmm. with the kids that is lacking. And that yes. is the thing. Yes. We're not the teacher, they don't respect us. Yeah. And it's really, look, I can understand we don't have that position, yeah. whatever. But even with some of the teachers, they don't respect the teacher and there's not that mutual if they don't respect each other, they're just talking yeah. whenever, yeah. you know, it's that that I think is the number one key thing. Yeah. That it's like it yeah, it can't go under do you know what I mean? Underappreciated, yeah. like yeah, respect. Absolutely. And uh, unfortunately, a lot of the male teachers in my school, according to the the kids and according to the other teachers, their their respect is through fear. It's not. Oh through, yeah, definitely. It's not through likability. Yeah. It's not through no. friendship. It's not through being yeah. a fun person. It's fear. <laughs> it's scaring the shit mm. out of everyone. How do you so... think you back at home? How mm. how have you set up your classroom management? With your Good real question. Class. I'm and very positive. I've noticed that here as well. I think that a lot of the kids crave that positive reinforcement. They get it a lot. They get a lot of negative reinforcement. And and when you see the kids responding to positive reinforcement, it's really nice. You know, yeah. like if you have some sort of point system and they just do like, oh, look at you go, you get some, some points, you're doing really well. And they and that's like kind they of modelling behaviour, yeah. modelling the good behaviour. And, and it makes your classroom a really positive space to be in. So I think that's probably the number one thing is that I'm, I'm, I'm always praising kids and every now and then telling a kid off. So, you know, you got to know that you can't, there's a line yeah. that you can cross. So you set up those expectations. This is a yes, this is a no. Um, yeah, so like praise and and expect, and just like constant, like that same expectation. Did yeah. you did you set up the those expectations at the beginning of the year? Did you go in and say, look, today we're going to sit down and we're going to make the rules together? Pretty much, gonna... yeah. A lot of the times I like to get the kids to be part of making the rules yeah. because I think yeah. it's really important that they have that ownership so we'll talk about what we want the classroom to be like what you want it to look like what you want it to be like how you think that you know respect what what that means to you and what that means to me mm-hmm. uh, and we might write up some rules whatever and you refer to them and, and things like that we also have a whole school um kind of set of rules as well which helps reinforce that um but i think it's important to have that that balance of of positive and and a bit of negative as well so we're going well if you don't do the, and, and and this is something i find here in the schools as well they'll say if you don't be quiet, we're going to, you know, you'll have to write notes from the book. And then they're not quiet. They never do it. But yeah. they're not quiet. And then the teacher's like, well, next time I tell you. <laughs> you know, and they don't follow through. So you have to kind of, 
it's not following through and using education as a punishment. Which yeah, I know, that's <laughs> true. Really that's very true. <laughs> but you have to show that you're actually, you mean what you say, yeah. you know? And, that, and so that a lot of the teachers, they'll lose that um, threat, I yeah. guess. Yeah. I think you've got to follow through. If someone does that, yeah. And also, like, not necessarily kind of, um, what's the word, uh, punishing the whole class, mm-hmm. you know, because that oh, really yeah. um, can be very... Yeah. I, I, there was no, a few, yeah. like, techniques that I tried, like early on that I thought just like I'd heard work a little bit when trying to control a class one of them was like the three two one like technique where you just done that one count down and then just like normally the class just goes quiet and just like I tried it in one class and just like they went quiet and I was like yes this is gonna work tried it in another class I was like three two (laughs) one and then one killed the other go Just like yeah, 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 just like no power. Yeah, right. (laughs) That's a walkout. So good. Was this like young compared with old? No, it was like same age. No, uh, it was like uh, yeah, no, it was young compared with old. I think I tried on like it was not that much different. It was just the class (laughs) dynamic. Yeah, class dynamic. (laughs) Just did not care. Like this is this is the one class that I've like struggled throughout the entire year to control. The only way that I've actually done it is by splitting the class mm. and just like taking t- like 15 of them and they're actually bearable because they're not just like yelling at each other across the room. Just, I, 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 I made the class because this, the teacher that I was working with is like, she doesn't have that much control of the class either. Oh, so that's the worst. I, I got the whole list got their faces because I actually don't know their names. Yeah. <laughs> <I'm> just, <laughs> Neither. Neither. <laughs> no, no, I don't. No I'm going on sorry. It's, it's too far. And so I just like, okay, so you're you, you hang with him, you can't sit with him, so you're splitting. So I split them like You did it, yeah, right. I went, went through each like student and I was like, okay, so you guys are coming with me, you guys are staying here. And like, it's so much better. Like, but do they hate you? They, do they resent so you? So they hated slowly? me. Like the the day that I like came in, I was like, oh, I'm gonna like I organized the, like the split classes, and I walked into the class, and I just saw one kid. He just like he looked like saw me, and then just like his head rolled back, just like oh, this guy. And I was just like, I was a little bit like, I was like, yes, like, this, this is the effect I have on this guy. I was like yes, and then but like uh, after I like split the classes, I have such a better like yeah. rapport with them like it's so much yeah, easier to go I think they have uh, I think students sometimes have a short term memory about whether yeah. they hate you or not yeah yeah I think you know they'll hate you for a minute and then well, I think, by the like, end of the lesson they'll be fine again yeah exactly well, one of the things that Rachel has said a few times I don't know if you actually put this in practice is just like if you were the actual teacher is mm. there's a rule in Australia because our years go from like February to November instead of uh, oh September yeah no I never put this in practice <laughs> um, is you don't smile until Easter so you don't smile for the first it's, term yeah it's, it's a common just to like thing set the standards like I'm a hard ass just yeah. like yeah. I I had you a teacher do it to line, me once which now as a teacher I realised she did it and it worked yeah. she didn't smile till for a long time at least all the way through it's like term one you don't smile yeah. out of four terms you don't smile the first first term because then it's yeah. Easter mm. don't smile till, till Easter and I thought she was the worst teacher ever I thought yeah. she was just a monster she turned out to be like the nicest teacher and then the, and the class was super well behaved and I like to think I could do it but I just can't no. I just I, mean, I find like the kids too right. funny <laughs> like I'm always laughing at them if your style is to be positive and yeah, to praise and no, you're right. then a smile goes along with that yeah. and I, I've never heard that exact rule but I do no. I do remember at school like thinking there were 
I remember clocking teachers who'd done that, who'd started ah, yeah. off, not the smiling hard thing, warning. but started off really mm. hard, really hard. I could definitely and, see the like, merit. kept us all in line, mm-hmm, you know, being mm-hmm. really strict. It was such a shock. Mm. And then, like, easing into I think it. Time. I think I had a few teachers who forgot the extra bit where you were meant to smile after. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, that's <laughs> so hard hard time, yeah. Yeah. You're, like, hoping, oh, it's after it's stuff, please. <laughs> please. <laughs> no, that's just them. Praise me, please. Yeah. So, Rach, do you, um, as a teacher in Australia and teaching here in Spain, do you see any similarities or differences between the school system here and the school system there? Yeah, right. Well, well it's, it's kind of hard to compare because I, I work in a primary school compared with a high school. At first I wanted a primary school, but I'm glad I got the high school. The hours are, like, much better. Um, <laughs> but I think in terms of, I, I see the schools, they're very exam-focused. I don't know, the kids, they only seem to, that's why I think half the time they don't listen because... They'll just study at home and they're just learning everything out of a book. So they don't really have the things they're doing in class isn't necessarily like real life applications to things. That's, I think, one of the main differences. I think with, well, at least I think in Australia, we, we try to kind of make the learning applicable to the real world and real world examples. And I find, well, at least at my school, or, or from what I've heard from talking to people, that sometimes the learning is very rote learning or very out of a book and not so a- applicable in real life, yeah. I think. Um, and also, yeah, I mean, teaching styles are very different, but that depends from person to person and that kind of thing. I don't know, the structure of the school. How, how many teachers do you work with this year? Oh, okay. I work with like four different four. teachers. Cool. And do you find... Five, maybe? Wow. Do you find that they are quite similar in their styles? or No, I, I teach with one teacher and she's very traditional. And she's very much like, I'm lecturing and... She's a lovely, this is Maria. Maria, yeah. <laughs> I shouldn't say the name. She's so nice. I really, like, I really admire her as a teacher. She's much more on the traditional side. So compared with the teacher that I teach with, with Guillermo, he's much more my style. It's very, he likes to do that kind of hands-on learning and he'll do things, especially when I'm at the class, you know, when you're the fun person. He likes to make it. We'll do things like, we've actually done podcasts with the kids. Yeah, so they have to like write a script and they have to like come up with segments on the radio and they recorded it on their Ooh. mobile and things like that. So he does really cool stuff like that. He did one thing where it was like they had to write um, stories with like multiple options. You know those things? And oh, he did I them. love those. Yeah, that was really cool. Yeah. So he always tries to make an effort and he'll just come up with an idea and be like, I want to do this. Like recently we did, the kids had to like think of something that they wished they could learn in high school. So he's very different in that respect. So he's like, what do you think should be in the curriculum? And then they had to write like a syllabus for the curriculum and then deliver a lesson. Oh, wow. To the class. That was an oral kind of assessment. So wow. this guy's like, yeah. definitely my style of teaching where it's very like open-ended and, you know, you know, apply what you And they create something. Creative and, you know, yeah, like student choice type, you know, whatever. And then Maria, I was talking to her about it, actually, and she was like, no, 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 I just don't see the merit in that kind of... <laughs> I can't, I, I don't, I'm not, I'm not a fan of projects. That's what she said. I'm not a fan of projects. I just don't see, like, the usefulness in the projects. And that just goes to show, like, I mean, you get that in any school, don't you? You get yeah. that really severely traditional teacher. And I think it's really important for kids to have that balance. But I yeah. think that the balance is, is not, it's not, ba- the scale is not balanced in Spain, I would say, more often. You're going to get teachers that aren't fostering that creativity yeah. and that kind of, um, what do you call it, like, uh, lateral thinking type yeah, of thing? Yeah, you know, yeah, that absolutely. kind of... Yeah. Problem solving, mm-hmm. and so then you'll find and critical thinking. Mm, like, exactly. Where it's just regurgitation, but uh-huh. that, I mean that's a, definitely an argument that we've heard in the UK being used over and over again. Is that 
the way that we learn is completely memorization based mm-hmm. it's nothing to do with actually thinking Applying for yourself yeah. it might not be true in every school it's probably not it's definitely not school in every I trip. think there's a place you can't just throw any book out you know put all the books in and take a bit for eight different things oh, you know yeah I know exactly what you mean as in like if you're if you're doing a topic like a science topic or something learn for example just like if you're doing photosynthesis or something right like, learn the science learn the names and then grow and then grow a plant yeah you know you can do both yeah, yeah. and also yeah. you've got to think about different types of learners not everyone's yeah. learning the same like, way so you right. can't just say cool this creative person's going to be getting an a you know you need to that's why it's so important to have different mm-hmm. types but i think a lot of the time in spain you're lacking that diversity of types of project uh, assignments yeah for each learner yeah it's you every time you talk to the kids like for example when i was working at the academy last year i might have already said this on the podcast but every time you would talk to them one of them in the classroom would have an exam oh yeah it's so exam i'm yeah i'm not sure how much of it is this this is language based though that's that's one thing that i came to terms with last year or i worked out was that they would use ex- the word exam quite liberally. For, for yeah, yeah, that's for, true. Yeah. For that's test. true. It's just a test. Oh, I have an exam. Yeah. yeah. So, like, maybe but that... But equally, so, yeah, I thought that partway through the year, I was like, oh, these exams are tests. But the way they treat them so seriously... They do. Yeah. It makes it really does feel like an exam. Yeah, yeah. Right. yeah. and I think it's... They, yeah. Because it's what they base the grades on, the, the report cards mm-hmm. that go home, mm-hmm. the, the parents ask, what grade did you get in your exam? So although they yeah. are tests, really, mm. they, they feel like exams. And at least they're them. taking them seriously. Yeah, yeah. True. You know, as much as they don't take class seriously, you know, <laughs> they at least, you know, you can see that they really want to achieve. And there's that numerical... You know, and and they can compare themselves, and it's, it seems like there's a bit of that competitive nature. But sometimes it's hard to put a number yeah, on. Yeah, and it's so difficult for the kids who who aren't good at exam based, well, just exams. Mm. You know, there are kids who are great yeah. at topics or projects, and like I have yeah. friends like that at university, friends like exactly. that at school who couldn't do exams, but mm. they were fantastic when it gave, gave them time yeah, and they could, yeah. Yeah. they could. Yeah. So I can definitely see some young teachers coming through. I've, yeah. I work with some young yeah. teachers in, in my school and I can definitely see that they would be making huge... In um, Spanish school? In my Spanish school. Oh, yeah, and my other school. Definitely yeah, my other school. But in my Spanish school, there's young teachers, but they bounce around. So the system, that's something that's hugely different with the yeah. system. They, to get permanency is almost mm. impossible and they have to do this. They're studying. This is the, probably one of the biggest differences. They have to, teaching is so, so challenging. Being the actual teacher is so much responsibility and so much extra work, all the marking, all the planning. Like what we do is like nothing compared to teaching, which is what I love about it we at the moment. Like, what <laughs> are we doing these, today? These teachers, they study. Yeah. We have yeah. a holiday, what are you doing? I'm studying. Yeah. How are you studying? You have a job. You have a full on job and you have to study, that's ridiculous. And then yeah. to actually get a job where you don't have to study, you have to be, it's all based on like however many people, Go for like this well, exam. It's yeah, the yeah. oppositionis. Let's a, go with that. Of, is the name of the exam, and and it depends on what points you yes, get it's in all the exam. Points. If you get the best points, if you're the top, you get your first choice. If you if you get the best but, points, but you've only been teaching for like one year, so it's like you, you earn points by teaching for the certain amount of years. But because like one of my friends, he got like really good points. Not someone I work with. That's cool. He got really good points. And but he'd only he was only one year out because he's like super smart and so and the tests are only every two years so you get really it's like well just take my mark I like pretty much got everything right take that mark add the years give me a job 
but he has to study again, do the job again. That's ridiculous. That you're making these teachers that already have a really difficult job study for this test. Yeah. When then another you so, know, yeah. it just so seems what really if they strange. They don't get good points. Is that they get mo- they get taken out of school? Right. They, yeah. School. They just yeah. you don't get it any moves, concrete yeah, system. Yeah. Further out or just yeah. to the middle of nowhere where they don't they can't live because they've got an apartment that they've been living in a place mm-hmm. for three years. Like it's. But these young teachers are the ones with that are in like. Changing things, making things different, making things new for the students, and I and I, I really admire their teaching the style a lot. Doesn't have any time to implement. Yeah, like, <laughs> that's true. Think of if they didn't have to study, they would have yeah, hugely well, that's, that's impressive programs. That's true. In Australia, is like you've been in the same position. I have. That's five true. years. You've been able to like your first year, you're just like oh, I want to like start doing these things. You don't know what you're doing. Yeah, you essentially. If anyone's yeah. a teacher out there, but then like <laughs> after a few years, first three years, no idea. You essentially implemented the what uh, like VYOD. Yeah, yeah. Bring your own device program for your entire school. But I was studying at that time. Remember, I had to do that level three. Yeah. Anyway, yeah, yeah. But <laughs> not like, as what, much. What, what this I'm seems ridiculous. Is just like you're able to implement an entire program because you've been there for like a number of years. You're just like, I right. think this would be I'll beneficial for yeah, the school. Yeah, that's Whereas so like, true. If you're a Spanish teacher, it's then just like, yeah. oh, like, where am gonna... I going to work next year? Because, yeah. could be because in the if, middle you're, of if you're in the same place, you can learn year by year what they're lacking, what that school um, could do with improving. Yeah, because every school is so different. But that's something we've learned like. Being auxiliars is like you hear just like mm. someone's experience at another school is just like, oh, this is what I do at your like my school is just like, oh, it's like so different mm. to what I do. Like, yeah, interesting so hearing about it. And it makes different. it feel more like a career, doesn't it? Mm. If you're staying right. in a place, if you're staying in, in a fixed area, in a uh-huh. fixed spot, in a fixed school, yeah. then you're it's like a career. It's like mm. you're staying in an office for, for You're not starting years. fresh every twelve no, months. Isn't that weird? Exactly. That's no. that's that's, that's my answer to the question. Isn't that so? As a teacher, yeah, I think that's ridiculous. As a teacher, yeah, that's, mm. that's really. It's odd. not on. <laughs> I would. Everyone should move to Australia. I think it's every two years you do the opposite. I think. But isn't that crazy? If you miss it, yeah. you have to wait two years, and yeah. you study for two years so that you can get it that second year, yeah. and it's so competitive. You know, they might put a hundred biology teaching jobs up, and if you get hundred and one, too bad, tough luck. Yeah. yeah, yeah wait right. till next two years. Oh. Crazy, and then you have to do substituting in things. Mm. Like one of one of my teachers from this year, who was a substitute, she came in and she wanted to be a French teacher, but she was stuck teaching English, oh. and she didn't really have much experience mm. learning English or teaching English. Oh God! And yet you've got she's got to teach high level, superior grade uh. marketing language. Yeah. But it's not fun for the it's teachers, not, and it's not no, beneficial it's to not, the students. Like a lot not. of the time, I'm like, how is this? helping the students and that's something that I think a lot of times in no matter what country you're in it can go missed Cal uh, <laughs> you always wanted to move away yeah how has it been has it been what you thought it would be oh okay uh, so, great question I don't know what I expected to be honest like moving countries I'd never been to Spain before Mm. But I've always, I was just like, I'm moving to Spain. As a, as a precursor to the question, why did you choose Spain? Okay, so it's not a very logical answer, but I'd been in South America before and done like a two-week Spanish course. <laughs> maybe, maybe it was probably only even a week. And like, I got back home and I was like, oh, I'm going to continue to learn Spanish. Didn't. And... Um, then I was just like, oh, it'd be cool to like continue learning Spanish in like uh, Spain and Europe, and also 
living in Europe, you're so close to so many mm. different cultures, so much like history. So I think it'd be a really cool place to kind of go and live. Like while also very different, you also, I don't know, it's not that far removed from like, I don't know, Australian living where you've got like a certain standard of living. Mm. There's like South America, it's like certain areas like third world kind of thing. You're still in like first world. So I thought it was like kind of a challenge, but also relatively safe. So I thought Spain was a really good idea. Um, a couple other things as well. Mm-hmm. I've always wanted to live in Italy and Spain's kind of similar. So that's <laughs> nice. That's a good I was like, yeah. oh, I'm going to move to Italy. Spain, great. Second there, but mm-hmm. you know, yeah. still good. And also Cal, we were like, we pretty much decided to move to Spain and they were like, cool, let's like Google, like how to move to Spain, basically. When we looked into it, I mean, we know how hard visas can get in Australia, but like getting a visa, we, we can, I mean, you can travel Europe for three months and that's it for the year. And so if we were to move without a visa, you know, you'd come across, you'd hope to find a job and find, I mean, the unemployment rate is not high. 20% or something. Not low. It's not low. You know what I mean? For, <laughs> well, like, for graduate, the, graduates, in Spain, the youth, yeah, yeah. So it's like high unemployment rate. And we're going to come and take their jobs. You know what I mean? It yeah. kind of would have been a bit... Our original plan was just like, oh, let's go like find just bar jobs in Spain. It and was terrible, man. Our plan was terrible. I ended up, ended up like terrible. messaging like someone who lives here. We have a friend who's been here for like four years. Mm. And I messaged her, her name's Carmen. And I'm just like, hey, Carmen. Just like, oh, we're thinking about moving to Spain. How are you doing? Like, um, what's like, can you give me some hints? She was like, oh, like, what do you plan to do here? I was just like, oh, I'll probably just like find a bar job. She was like, okay. Incorrect. so um, <laughs> First of all, you don't speak Spanish. <laughs> Second of all, you don't have a visa. Yeah. And uh, jobs are really hard to find. Like, yeah. There are no jobs. So yeah. um, you shouldn't do that. Don't you should do <laughs> this. And because she was part of like it's the Perfect program. So it was just like, okay, so like do this. You need to apply by this date. You get a job. Yeah. You get this much. Like you get paid more than the minimum wage for not doing like, like mm. at least 16 hours worth a week. Um, so. She was like, do that and be fine. I was like, oh, okay, sweet. We eventually did it. Uh, we did just, we got only just in the in the deadline. Like literally the, the day of. The system is ridiculous. We're in Australia it's and it's in Spain. Like, this Spanish. is really hard. I was like, I bet this is the test. Like how badly do you want to come to Spain? Figure this out. It's like a maze. So anyway, we ended up, thank God we did. Yeah, We're really, exactly. really lucky that Carmen was on Because then it. it comes with a visa and everything. So yeah. yeah. Although I, even the visa would is have hard been, to, or the visa itself. Oh, difficult. So everything was another. The near is a whole another ball mm. game in Spain. We just get we got Spain, which is a, a, oh, yeah. Spain, yeah, a term we coined a little while ago. Whenever we have something that what do you goes call wrong, it? we just got Spain. Oh, <laughs> do you? Yeah, that's yeah. We need maybe we need to turn out for that. I like it. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that was. But it would have been a lot worse like, if well. we yeah. had just wung it. Oh yeah, yeah no. So we'd, we'd if we come across, like, we're like, we'll just spend three months looking for a job. Let's like hope to get a job. It would have been. Yeah, would've I would have like, hated that. Saying goodbye to our friends, just like, oh, I'll see you um, in like a year, and then three months later, just like come crying. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, oh, we didn't do it. So yeah, so that worked out really well. But the actual experience like yeah. in comparison oh, yeah. to what I thought I think I I don't know what kind of preconceptions I had but I think I, whatever they were I think they've like um, been exceeded been, yeah, exceeded definitely oh. like we've had a fantastic time we've come to a country where it was like I'd never been to before I think Ray had only been to like a few places not even Madrid we didn't yeah. like 
our original plan was to move to Barcelona. Yeah. And we wanted then, to be by the beach, being Aussies. Yeah, exactly. The program didn't happen in Barcelona. And we're just like, oh, let's try Valencia. Didn't happen in Valencia as well. And then, so we eventually just got handed Spain. Madrid. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah. Madrid. Sorry. Madrid. <laughs> and then Ray was just like, oh, this I is awful. I was so upset. This is going to be <laughs> so bad. I was really sad about it. But then, like, we got here and, like, we managed to find a, like, nice place. We obviously met some, like, amazing people. Yeah. Um, well, good choice of adjectives. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. All right. It's like, oh, could have been better. No, no, we've really like, missed my friends. <laughs> <laughs> no, we've like had a, such a good time. We've been able to like travel because we know this is mm. new, pretty early that it was only going to be one year. So we've been able to travel quite a bit throughout Europe. So yeah, this has literally been a, like one of the yeah, best years of my life, I would but yeah absolutely amazing time yeah. we, we normally ask people what their favorite days are in madrid oh yeah uh, or like their I'm, ideal weekend or something yeah, yeah i, I, I want to ask you something a little bit different you've oh. traveled quite a lot since you've been here right mm-hmm. this mm-hmm. year you've traveled so what's your favorite place in spain or the favorite holiday you've had since you've been in Europe. Oh, in, oh, oh, we went to Budapest. I reckon that was great. Budapest was, it was <laughs> Christmas and they had like all the Christmas markets. That was... The weird thing was that, well, like we, we were going to Buda, Budapest for the weekend and then we were going to Italy and spending Christmas with my family. I've got relatives in Northern Italy and we'd, we'd sort of planned to drive through Tuscany and da, 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 da. But the three nights that we had in Budapest, we like didn't plan. It was at the beginning of our trip and we were just flying there. We had our Airbnb. And then everything, it was like, um, it was like a movie, you know, everything just was perfectly fell in place. Mm. It was amazing. Like, you know, I don't know. We went, we went on a walking tour and then there they had this bar crawl. So we like, oh, we'll just go on this bar crawl tonight. We bought tickets. You know, like met these cool people, we went on this cool bar crawl. And then the best, best, best part ever was like, Cal went on and found like um, tickets to the baths. And then it came with like a river cruise and the river cruise was like you get a drink in a river cruise or you could get dinner in a river cruise and we were like no 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 just the drink that's the river fine. cruise cost like 60 it was like euros each or each. something yeah, yeah. then we got it for 60 yeah. euros for both of us we got like two tickets into the baths and then two yeah. um you know drinks and the river cruise so we're like great this is great so we, we did the baths that was also great but then we went to, to to get our tickets for the drink in the river cruise and she was like oh here you go dinner in river cruise and we were like well, Thanks. Like we'll just take it. We're like, just like, yeah. we like don't say anything. As we walk out, we look at our tickets. She gave us dinner. She didn't. I think it was because our tickets that we bought said dinner and cruise, but then if you look closer, it's like drink and cruise. So she gave us the dinner tickets, and we went onto the boat, and there was this like drink. We got like free drinks on entry, and there was a buffet, and it was all for free. That was wow. the best. That's incredible. That yeah. does sound great. I know. It seems like Winging the best travelling experience yeah. was me getting free food. Oh, I understand. Yeah, I feel, yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm. yeah, I feel like that's top of most people's list. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Yeah. It was more like everything was just like, wow, like we haven't planned a thing and everything is going so okay. well. Yeah. Yeah. Amazing. I, I think your, yeah. your recent trip to... Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> to First day in New York was great. Yeah, true. Uh, the, I think one of the big standouts for me was... Um, I really like enjoyed Sevilla when we went there. Oh, we were really cool. lucky in our housemate uh, had spent six months almost essentially doing being like an auxiliar in Sevilla for six months before he had to return home. And so he met like lots of friends there. He like made really good connections. He mm. speaks Spanish compared like 
He speaks Spanish. <laughs> right. Unlike us, we, we, we don't. They speak terrible Spanish. But um, so he has a lot of friends down there and he was just like, guys, you need to come to Sevilla for Feria. Like the ferry is just like this massive. April, um, whatever yeah, it is. Uh, you know the one. It's just like this massive festival Las where. Fires, no. hmm? uh, no. Yeah, Las Vegas. Las Vegas. Is that what it was? Mm-hmm. It's like the no. festival of April. Anyway, and, it's <laughs> and it's like it's this huge festival where they have all these tents, and the tents are just like it's kind of like weird in the fact that just like all these tents are family or business yeah so just like if you go there as like a tourist not knowing anyone you go there and there are like maybe five public uh tents Tents. where you can go in and they're just like packed whereas just like everyone that's from seville they're just like oh yeah my family has a tent there and my football club has a tent there and so they all just go there and there's like a bar and a kitchen inside the tent like imagine the the tent the tent would be like like no bigger than your apartment so it's ridiculous Ridiculous. People can't see Definitely that, not, but like, not I don't know, <laughs> what, it? maybe five meters wide or something. You'd have like all these tents like lined up next to each other, and you have to have like a little ticket that shows that you like your parents have paid. Well, okay. I guess you sort of like pay as like maybe a company, maybe your workplace will pay for like a tent, mm. and you get to go, and it's just open the whole week, so you can go there. But like, if not, you can't go in, so it's quite exclusive. Yeah. So wow. it was lucky that we knew Michael. Michael got yeah. to take us around to all these tents. You like go in, and they've all got like the bars, and they've got food, and they've just all got their own live music, wow. and everyone is dancing the Sevillan dance. Wow! Yeah. It was really, it was like probably one of the most traditionally Spanish yeah. things we've Which done. Which Rachel is now doing in the in the room. Yeah, yeah, she's, right, she's dancing, yes. she's doing this. As we speak, I'll show you how it's done. I actually have a video of me yeah. <laughs> I just couldn't help, you know, everyone's oh, touch that, yeah. touch Did you that. see that video? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I was like, terrible, but I couldn't help, you know. It's like everyone, I want to join in. I'm terrible, but I'm doing it. And it's just yeah, like yeah. spinning and it's like, it's so cool. It makes yeah. you want to be more Spanish. Yeah, because well, like Spanish that. at all. <laughs> more, you know, it makes more you just Spanish. want to pretend to be a Spanish person because it's like, what? And they're wearing these gorgeous dresses and the dresses are like so expensive and they look amazing. And it's, yeah, it's what you imagine when you think of Spain. Yeah. yeah. Fantastic. Well, like the this weekend in San Isidro where everyone's wearing those amazing dresses mm-hmm. and all the, the, the men are wearing the waistcoats. Yeah, it's nice, isn't it? It's it's amazing bit of tradition yeah coming from australia like getting drunk is pretty much (laughs) but even even in the uk that what do we have morris dancing yeah Yeah, yeah, yeah. (laughs) who cares about morris i'm sorry to all the morris dancers listening oh it's it's weird and horrible do you wear what do you do it's incredible do you you link off? i hate it i feel like there's arm linking there's a you've got a a stick that you hit with the other person you're like luke is demonstrating as you speak you wear bells on your legs I I've not heard of this. Was, it's awful. I've uh, seen, in Cornwall, where my mum lives, it is huge. It's huge. Really? Like, really? Loads of the pubs around, Morris dancers will just come, troops of Morris dancers. I just wish I had like a dance that was like my thing. The traditional. Yeah, story. like I knew a thing and, and it was like, oh, you don't yeah. know this thing because you're not that, you know? Yeah. yeah. I want to be part yeah. of like a group. Yeah. 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 We, just have, we just have jokes to play on tourists, just like, oh, that drop mm. there. I think that's it then. Thank yeah. you very much for being on. Thanks. Thanks to yeah, thanks for having us. It was, uh, it was great. Yeah. Bye. Bye. <laughs> See you later. Right, that was Callum and Rachel. Hope you enjoyed the episode. Yeah, I really did. It was great to talk to them. Follow us on Instagram, at Pain in the Class, and Twitter as well. And like us on Facebook. You can find our page by searching our name. And carry on listening to us on Anchor. Subscribe on Apple Podcasts. 
Yeah, and as always, you guys on Anchor, thanks for listening. Another hundred listens on our last episode, which for me is a massive deal. For <laughs> Joe Rogan, probably not so much. For the girls from the Guilty Feminist, probably not. <laughs> anyway, for us, we're happy. <laughs> thanks for listening, guys. And we will speak to you next week. Bye.